Next, you didn't hear this from me, but Normal Gossip is back for a sixth season. Join host Kelsey McKinney as she shares the juiciest gossip from the real world. Each episode, she's joined by a special guest, and you might recognize a couple this season from the Radiotopia universe. Normal Gossip, named one of the best podcasts of the year by Time Magazine and Vulture, is out now on all your favorite podcast platforms. New episodes starting April 17th. The Truth Hi, I'm Jonathan Mitchell. I'm the producer of The Truth, and we're going to have an all-new story for you in two weeks. But today we're going to feature a story that's it's pretty different from what we normally present on The Truth. Uh, first, I just want to make a few announcements about the podcast. Right now, we're working on an hour-long special that will be offered to public radio stations at the end of October. It's a Halloween-slash-election special. Uh, so it's all horror stories that take place in the world of electoral politics. And what we're going to be doing is releasing stories from the special one by one on our podcast. So you'll hear them here first. But uh, we're going to start airing those on our podcast in two weeks. And so in order to have a little bit more time to prepare that, we decided to uh, offer you a story by a, a good friend of ours here at The Truth, someone who's near and dear to our heart. Her name is Hillary Frank. And in fact, she came up with the name The Truth for our podcast. Um, she was the editor of our pilot episode, Moon Graffiti, and she went on to create her own podcast about parenthood called The Longest Shortest Time, which you can hear at thelongestshortesttime.com. But today, we're going to hear a story that she originally made for This American Life. And what I love about this story is that it uses a very unusual approach to writing fiction. What Hillary did was she collected real interview tape and then wrote a fictional narration around the tape to create an entirely new story. So here we go. This is Lucy and the Bike Girl by Hilary Frank. This is the very first speed I do. Uh, 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 Lucy uh, uh, didn't have many friends growing up. This is the final speed I do. Uh, While other kids were running around, playing on their lawns, she was inside getting her chest pounded on to clear mucus out of her lungs. She has cystic fibrosis. Now Lucy is 28. She lives in a tiny box of a house on the corner of two alleys in Philadelphia. Every day while she's going through her morning routine, she hears this at the intersection outside her window. The girl who rides the powder blue bike looks like Pippi Longstocking. She's got red braids, freckles, sometimes even striped socks. It's a strange look for a grown woman, but somehow she pulls it off. Each time she passes, Lucy runs to the window. She wants to call out to the girl. She wants to grab her by the wrist and bring her inside for a hot cup of tea. This girl doesn't know it, but Lucy is the person she chats with online every night. That's more than I do with my closest friends. Lucy and the Pippi Longstocking girl met a few weeks ago on a message board for people with CF. We basically found each other through these posts that were about pregnancy. The girl had posted her picture, and Lucy recognized her braids right away. And, you know, picked up on the fact that we were both trying to conceive at the same time. Lucy and the bike girl quickly realized they'd need to chat privately. 
Other people on the message board got judgmental of them, told them they should get their tubes tied. Women with CF, they said, should not have babies. A baby is basically a big ball of germs. And what CF patient in their right mind would invite a big ball of germs into their house? Actually, this is pretty close to what Lucy's doctor said, too. He was like, well, if you're really going to you know, do this, which I wish I could convince you not to, I guess now is better than later. And I remember, you know, coming home and crying and going for a run, kind of just to prove, prove him wrong or whatever, that I was healthy and that I would be able to do this. That night, about an hour after Lucy heard the bell pass by her house, she went online and complained to the bike girl about her doctor. The bike girl couldn't believe it. This was almost word for word what her doctor had told her just a couple days ago. Nobody gets it, Lucy typed. Even my best friend said I was making the biggest mistake of my life. I hate your best friend, the bike girl typed back. Lucy didn't know how to respond to that. Her first instinct was to tell the bike girl not to judge Miranda. She didn't even know her. But she found herself typing the words, I do too. And then she just spilled her guts. She told the bike girl how her dad and Miranda's dad had been in the army together, how their mothers had seen the Beatles together, how when she and Miranda were girls, they'd concoct special shampoos from all the bottles in their bathroom cabinets, and how they'd once lost little chunks of hair because they didn't know what nair was. But by high school, things had changed. Miranda made Lucy feel bad for being in honors classes, for having a boyfriend, and now for being married. Miranda was always planning girls' nights out for just the two of them. She'd get drunk and call Lucy her best friend. But it was clear to Lucy that Miranda didn't get her at all. Going to a smoky bar, that kind of thing, isn't worth it. Staying out late, how much fun is it really going to be? It might take off four years of my life. I wish I could hug you, the bike girl typed. I wish we could just hang out, Lucy typed back, like real friends. I wish we could play Connect Four, the bike girl wrote. Yeah, Lucy answered, and give each other pedicures. Lucy had an urge to run down the street with nail polish, knock on the girl's door, and tell her they were neighbors. But she couldn't, because that type of proximity would be too dangerous. Online, we have signatures, and hers says that she has Bisapatia. Bisapatia is a type of bacteria that lives in soil and water and rotting onions. It's not harmful to most of us. But for people with CF, Bisapatia germs act as a superbug, colonizing in their lungs. Colonizing means that you have it in your lungs forever. Like, it is set up shop big time. And if one person with CF is colonizing Bisapatia, it's a bad idea for them to be around another person with CF. In fact, people with CF are never supposed to come within three feet of each other, even at the doctor's office. The fear is that I would inhale some of these germs or they would get on my hands and suddenly then you get, you get sick. And it's, it's especially virile because there are few antibiotics that work against it. Um, when you are diagnosed with having bisapatia in your lungs, your life expectancy is cut in half. When we both got pregnant within weeks of each other, it was like, 
oh my gosh, you know, I'm never going to get to be able to see your kid. Like that was just, that tore me up a bit. And I was like thinking about Fairmount Park and I was like, oh, you know, we could stand like three feet apart and I can make sure I'm upwind of her. And <laughs> I think that was might have even been in a dream. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I can hold her kid and then she can touch my kid. But then I realized I'm like, yeah, this is not going to happen unless we both showed up in like hazmat suits or something. As Lucy's belly grew, she heard the bike bell less and less, until finally it stopped entirely. She was still chatting with the bike girl most nights, but she felt desperate for more contact. She bought a onesie with a drawing of a peanut and wrapped it up to send to the bike girl with no return address, of course. But she never sent the package. Because it's like, it's almost like anthrax. I mean, it's like, does she really want to like receive something from me? It's, it's weird. I mean, I could have something that they haven't found yet, and I could have it, and she couldn't, and it's just not a good idea. Halloween rolled around. Lately, Lucy had been avoiding her kind of, sort of, best friend Miranda's phone calls, and the guilt was weighing on her. So when Miranda invited her to a costume party, she agreed to go. Miranda had picked the costumes. Lucy would be a pregnant lady in labor, and Miranda would be her midwife, her sexy midwife. Miranda was late as usual. Lucy waited on her couch in a hospital gown made from an old sheet, watching her husband greet trick-or-treaters in his scuba diver costume. She started to worry about getting home in time for her evening lung treatment. She wished that she was going to this party with the bike girl. Wouldn't it be nice if they could come home and do their treatments together? And then Lucy had an idea. Well, screw it, you know, life is too short. If I want to meet her, I'll meet her. Lucy walked over to her husband and took off his scuba mask, then put it over her own head. Be right back, she told him, and walked out the door. As she hurried up the dark alley, she wondered if the bike girl would be dressed as Pippi Longstocking. Was she Pippi every year? When she got to the bike girl's house, she stared at the buzzer. Her breaths were loud inside her mask. Her heart was beating in her brain. She felt something tugging at her sheet. She looked down and saw a little pack of superheroes crowded around her waist. You gonna ring it, lady? The Incredible Hulk asked her. Lucy jumped back and shook her head. She didn't even wait for the door to open before heading home. She squinted down the street and saw a scuba diver without his mask shrugging at his sexy midwife. The sexy midwife stomped her high-heeled boots and pointed at her watch, then got in her car and drove off. Lucy smiled. In a way, she was glad she'd chickened out with the bike girl. Things with her were so easy. Maybe meeting in person would just make them more complicated. I know we won't always be in touch like we are right now every day. If we can just keep in touch, though, I think it's going to be great. Because I think we have something unusual. That night, when the bike girl got online, Lucy was waiting by her computer with nail polish. She told the bike girl to go get some, too. And they sat beside their chat screens, painting their toenails, one after the other. That was Lucy and the Bike Girl 
written and produced by Hilary Frank, and edited by Julie Snyder. The story originally aired on This American Life. The interview tape you heard with Lucy is all from a real interview from a pregnant woman with cystic fibrosis. Lucy is not her real name. And everything else, except for the facts about cystic fibrosis, is mostly made up too. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast, we have a website, thetruthapm.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at thetruthapm. An all-new story is just two weeks away. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing The Truth. Radiotopia.